Okay, welcome to the Arantia Radio Podcast. We're going to get into uh, kind of a heavy topic this time up. And uh, for, for those who may not be familiar with the Arantia book, the, uh, the uh, section of the book that deals with Lucifer explains the fall of Lucifer. Uh, so uh, about 250,000 years ago, as, as we would reckon time, uh, in the heavens, which we would be reckoning as the system headquarters, which was Jerusalem, uh, we had a system sovereign, and a system sovereign is basically the governor that eventually governs, spiritually governs, a thousand inhabited worlds. So the whole word Urantia means that Urantia is the name given to our world, and our world is the 606th planet to have inhabited life. So that means there are 605 other planets that came before us where they had a, a species that evolved to the point where it had potential to possess a soul. And that's a lot for people who may not have heard that before, but it may not be, you know, huge or overwhelming for somebody who's familiar with the Arantia book teachings. So the Lucifer Rebellion is described in the book of Revelations. I'm thinking it's also in some other parts of Scripture, but it specifically is talked about a lot, and it's even called the War in Heaven. And you hear the story of the war between Michael, the archangel Michael, and uh, the dragon. And the dragon is Lucifer. And Lucifer and Satan are two different individuals. In, in the Christian belief system, they are merged as one. Sort of like Emmanuel, who is the elder brother of, of Christ Michael, is often depicted as being also a sort of a synonym for Jesus, and I'm not here to debate that. I'm not even here to talk about Scripture. I'm here to talk about what the Lucifer Rebellion did for our world was pretty impactful. And we still, to this day, are living the uh, subsequent effects of what Lucifer put into action. And I might try to tell you a metaphor, because I saw an interesting movie today uh, that sort of it's almost like a Shakespearean reproduction of the Lucifer Rebellion. You have these these people, these young people, and they're supposed to go by the system, and they're the only ones that exist, and they're supposed to repopulate a future world. And they don't know anything about how they got there. All I know is they're being raised to, you know, sort of like the survivors of Earth. Anyway, long story short, uh, they start getting their own ideas about how to run things. They start deciding... Well, maybe that's not the plan. Maybe we can come up with our own plan. And then they start fighting, and then there's all this hell that breaks loose. Well, that's kind of what happened uh, 250,000 years ago on Jerusalem. What happened was Lucifer, who was considered one of the most brilliant uh, land and Andex sons, system sovereigns, in our universe of Nebadon, which is comprised of, what, uh, a million of these systems? Might be less. Maybe it's a hundred thousand. How many systems are there in a in a constellation? A hundred? And then there's a hundred constellations. Yeah. 
All right, so we we have the situation where Lucifer, everything's running along smoothly. He's doing what system sovereigns do, which is basically be the go-to for all the planetary uh, princes or the sovereigns of the planetary level who report back to Lucifer and give him updates on what's happening with the Ascendant program, because that's what it is. If you want to look at Jerusalem as being the sort of uh, map or pattern for other systems, all of these worlds evolve uh, human beings similar to ourselves, not exactly the same, but every planet is different. And these will creatures are under the guidance and administration and love and mercy of, of seraphic governments. They're also given a planetary prince. They're also given Adam and Eve's. They're also guided along spiritual evolution, which is parallel or in concert with uh, biological evolution. So the smarter that man gets over time, the more he's able to understand spiritual ideas. And eventually, a planet like ours could evolve to a point of light and life, where there's peace and there's brotherhood and there's harmony. Now, this is far in the future, but that's the goal. It's the end goal that as we become more attuned to doing the will of God, which is servicing, serving other people and, and being good-natured and learning how to trust and learning how to be good, good, basically follow sort of the way that Jesus taught his followers to live, be willing to serve others, apply the golden rule. And so as this ascendancy program continues on an earth level, on a material level, you know, these, these people eventually die, like you and I will eventually die, and then what we make of our life gets translated into the heavens. So that's where we go to the mansion world. That's where we, we continually evolve as soul ascension beings. We never lose our identity. I'll always be who I am. I'll always feel like who I am. You will always feel the way you are. You will have your relationships with people. Anything of spiritual value will survive. But before that happens, these worlds are sort of under the watch care of these, uh, these, these beings, these spiritual beings. Now, Lucifer would never normally come to our world because he's a very high-order son. But Satan would because Satan is a lieutenant of Lucifer, and he did make periodic visits. Uh, the one exception where Lucifer and Satan were able to come was actually narrated in the Bible. And that's the temptation story that you hear in abridged form. Now, the full story is in the Arantia book. If you care to read about that little discourse that Jesus had with Lucifer and Satan and Caligastia, and Caligastia was our planetary prince. He was the one in charge of now, we couldn't see him as mortals, but we could see members of his staff. And his staff eventually came down in history to be known as the Nodites, or those people who lived in the land of Nod. And Nod was the leader. That's why they're called Nodites. Now, in the, in the Bible, they're briefly mentioned. Some people confuse them with the Midwares and the, uh, the Cherubim. But the Nodites were actually physical, physically translated uh, uh, people, but the exception being that they were not from here. They were from Jerusalem. They were at one point humans. They did come from planets just like ours, probably 
one of the 605 that came into existence before we did. And so their first assignment was to represent the planetary prince Caligastia to the early man, the early people, us. So about 200,000 years ago, or 250,000 years ago, Lucifer came up with a great idea. He said, what are we doing all this stuff for with ascendant humans? Why do I always have to answer to the most highs of Aranda deck? They show up periodically every 10,000 years, and they want me to tell them how I'm doing. And I don't need to do that. I, I, I'm, I'm an offspring of Michael. He's a creator's son. He's my father. Why do I have to answer to him? As if, you know, he doesn't trust me or something. Why, why do I have to spend all this time and energy in, in, in dealing with all these planetary princes and all their problems and all the problems with the, the civilizations and everything that's going on and, and trying to develop new worlds and dealing with the master physical controllers and all these other, you know, beings that, are, that all work in concert to bring about the grand vision of God's universe. And he decided that he didn't need to do that anymore. And then he started questioning the authority. And he, and he reasoned in his own mind that, wait a minute, I could do a better job. Why don't I just do things the way I want to do them? I don't need these rules. These rules, they've been, they, we've been doing it this way. There's got to be a better way to speed this up. And why are we wasting so much time on these, these ascendant mortals? Man, we're powerful. We can do whatever we want. And all we're, we're like janitors here. And that's what Lucifer's manifesto was all about. And I'm going to share with you some of that manifesto. And I'll, and I'll number them off from the, this is from paper, oh, I know it. It's a paper 53, if you want to follow along. So this tells us what the whole issue was about. And then we're going to get to the part where it affects us today, right now in our country, because there's a lot of similarities uh, to what Lucifer was, assert, Lucifer was asserting and what many people today in our liberal society assert. And there's some striking and alarming and disturbing similarities. So Lucifer essentially went insane. He fell in love with himself. He, 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 uh, he was a fallen angel of light. Actually, he was not an angel. He was not part of the uh, universal mother spirit, not an offspring of the daughter of the infinite spirit, not an offspring of the third person of the Trinity. He was a son, just a, a lower, he is an offspring of Michael, the archangel who fought the dragon. But we know from the Arantia community that Michael is the one that incarnated and lived his life here as Jesus. So I refer to him as Christ Michael or Jesus. Jesus Christ, or just Jesus, depending on in what reference I'm, I'm talking about him. If I'm talking about his life, I'll refer to him as Jesus. If I am talking about Jesus as a, uh, a creator son, a master son, in fact, the son of the universal father, then I'll refer to him as Christ Michael. So Lucifer challenged the authority of Christ Michael. He said, you know, I might be your child, and this is a child talking to his father. But that doesn't mean I always have to do what you tell me. 
I know you love me, but if you really loved me, you'd let me prove to you that I can do a better job. You know, I just had this conversation with my own son. He wanted a cat. He's over 21. He has a job. He lives with us. Not uncommon. And he kept arguing, if you really believe that I'm an adult, why don't you let me have a cat? Because then I can prove to you that I can take care of a cat. Well, we said, well, but you work. You're not here. You won't be able to spend time with the cat. You won't be able to feed him like he's supposed to. What are we going to do? Ignore him all day? I don't want the responsibility. I get, you know. Anyway, we, we ended up getting the cat. He brought the cat in against our wishes. And guess what? Today, he's working, right? And he's always working. So guess who gets to watch the cat? Me. So this is a good example of a son telling his father, who is Christ Michael, look, I can do things better if you would just give me the chance. I'll show you how to do it. And, of course, Christ Michael is saying, I serve the Father. And the Father says, we do it this way. And this is how we've done it. And this is the Father's plan. We've been working on this plan of universal ascension for almost damn near infinity. And now you want to come along. Now, if you have a petition you wish to make, and you want to suggest we can work together and we can try a few of your ideas. But Lucifer said, no, I, I don't want to do that. I just want to run things. I want my own authority. I want all these planets to be mine. And not only do I want these planets to be mine, I want all my brothers, all of my other uh, Lennon and uh, system sovereigns to agree that there's a better way. And that's when there was war in heaven. That's when Lucifer made a formal proclamation to separate and say, whoever's with me, come with me, and whoever's with him, stay with him. Now, Christ Michael, in his wisdom, allowed him to play it out. His first lieutenant, uh, Gabriel, the bright morning star, actually is in court right now with Lucifer. Lucifer, by the way, is being uh, imprisoned, uh, and they're waiting for an adjudication. Now, in terms of time, it could happen tomorrow. It could happen 10,000 years from now. It's sort of irrelevant to us. But what has been decided is that Lucifer was wrong to challenge. The only remaining issue is whether the Ancients of Days will, will extinguish Lucifer as a personality. What's being decided in the heavenly courts over this rebellion is whether or not Lucifer will get the will get the death sentence, essentially. Whether he'll get capital punishment, and if he does, so does Satan, and certainly so does Caligastia. So Lucifer, Satan, Caligastia—they all went into a rebellion. Lucifer started it. Satan joined him. So did Caligastia. Caligastia did it while he was in charge of our world. That's sort of the condensed story that comes from the Arantia book. So the first thing that Lucifer charged in his manifesto was that the Father didn't really exist, that there was no God, that things like gravity and force were inherent in the universe, and that because of that, we should not be blindly following allegiance to something that doesn't exist. It's basically being used by my father, Christ Michael, to assert power over me. That was his first charge. His second charge was, of course, the authority of his father, Michael. And that's why there was war in heaven. And the dragon and Michael had a battle. And the battle was over authority. Lucifer wanted a tour. He contended that the local systems should be 
autonomous. He protested against the right of Michael, the creator's son, to assume sovereignty of, of Nebadon, which is Michael's universe, uh, in the name of a hypothetical paradise father, and then he requires all personalities to acknowledge allegiance to this unseen father. And, of course, Lucifer challenged that. He also challenged at the Ancients of Days, which represents the Trinity on Orvington, or Uversa. The Ancients of Days are... They are the ones that decide who lives and who dies. They are the ones that open up the proverbial book of life. And it's, it's an important position because when, when someone is exterminated as if they never were, it requires supreme judgment. Everybody in the universe that has a mind and a potential soul is entitled to a fair trial, if you will. And Lucifer was entitled. The Ancients of Days are the tribunal aspect of, of universe justice. They actually represent God's justice. <clears throat> and uh, Lucifer denounced them as tyrants and usurpers. Tyrants. Number three, he attacked the universal plan of ascendant mortal training. Lucifer maintained that far too much time and energy were expended upon the scheme of so thoroughly training ascending mortals and the principles of universe administration, principles which he alleged were unethical and unsound. He protested against the age-long program for preparing the mortals of space for some unknown destiny and pointed to the presence of the Finaliter Core, which is a group of ascendant mortals who've made it all the way to paradise, and then they come back as teachers as proof that mortals spend ages upon ages in preparation for some destiny, and then they get sent back to the universe from which they came. Now, that's not completely true, because there's a whole lot more to that story. If you want to read Core of the Finality, that'll blow you away. Our future is assured. Anyway, so he challenged the Ascension plan. And then, of course, with that became the sweep the sweeping declaration of liberty that went on for 50,000 years. Long time. Long time. And in that time, a lot of angels went with Lucifer. Uh, There's a description of how many actually fell, and I won't go into the details because I want to go to another point about Lucifer. See, Lucifer is not that different from what you see going on today uh, particularly in Western culture, and here's why. There's there's a real challenge going on against orthodoxy in Western culture, and I think a lot of it stems from the fact that in the, in the Enlightenment period, when we went from the age of superstition and church rule, church supremacy, and we entered the age of science and reason, well, we ended up becoming sobered to the fact, for example, that the sun didn't circle around the earth and that the universe didn't circle around the earth. We weren't earth-centric. That We started to realize we were part of a much larger universe, extremely large. And, and as science has shown us how, just how big everything is, what they've done is sort of adopted this philosophy that I talk about in a podcast about, I don't know, about 10 podcasts ago called Scientism. And basically, Scientism is the status quo of today's scientist. If it cannot be proven by science, it does not exist. 
And that's what led to atheism. That's what's led to secularism. That's what's led to uh, agnosticism. And, uh, and the reason is because we, when we escaped the clutches of the all-powerful church, we threw out the baby with the bathwater. We decided that Christ didn't matter. We decided that tradition didn't matter. We decided that all those old superstitions about devils and angels and good and evil, all of that stuff is stuff that we make up. So therefore, it's not real. And that's, and this has been adopted as a materialistic philosophy in the Western cultures. Not all of them, not many. I mean, for a long time, up until the 40s and 50s, many people in the world, their first learning was reading the Bible. In fact, the entire 1700s, 1800s, early 1900s, many people in America, they learned to read by reading the Bible. And it was only when public education grew and there were classrooms and obviously that we had printing and we could distribute books and there were companies that came up with books that taught children how to read Johnny and Mary and do math and calculus. And so our educational system evolved and it evolved to the point where religion was no longer seen as a necessary part of the educational system. Let's leave that for the parents. Let's leave that for the church. So education has been secularized, but it was only recently that education has been militarized. And what I mean by that is education has taken on advocacy in our schools that has its principles on a almost kind of a form of secularism with a little bit of Marxism, and it's really exploded. And now we have this, this, this uh, I don't even know what to call it anymore, indoctrination. And we saw this with uh, with COVID because a lot of people, you know, they immediately adopted this mask mandate. Teachers didn't want to go to school. They were worried, even though the science was telling them that kids were at low risk. You know, now the variants have kind of changed that dynamic a little bit. But it's still, children have never yet posed a threat of death to any adult. I don't think there's even been one case where a child has given an adult COVID where that adult died. And even if there had, it's so rare. And I've done research. And if you want to challenge me on that, then go ahead, because I've got 400 filed reports of who died of what. And I've been doing a podcast for that because I wanted to have something that was truthful and not biased, not agenda-driven. So I know what I'm talking about in terms of the COVID thing, but that's not what the point is. How does this relate to Lucifer? Well, it's the same thing. Western culture has adopted the same declaration of liberty that Lucifer adopted, which is we don't have to pay heed to the traditional way. All of those things that you teach us aren't relevant anymore. Why can't we just allow to make up our own rules? Since science tells us that it's all relative anyway, that there is no truth, then we can make up our own truth. The great weakness of Western culture today is that we're languishing in untruth. There is no truth because truth is relative. There is no real gender. That's, that's a construct. You know, people are the, the, the transgender LGBT. LGBT movement started off as a legitimate cry for discrimin- against discrimination. It's blossomed into 
a whole lot of other things. And it's become very materialistic and also very militant militant in its approach. And it's been very destructive uh, to the family unit in American culture. Because suddenly traditions that grandfather passed down to father who passed down to his kids, they don't matter anymore. We also saw this happening in China during the 50s where the children were pushing back against the tradition of their parents because their parents were corrupted. And in our culture, we're we're turning our back against all of the Greek thought, philosophy, Roman law, the Magna Carta, ideas of the Constitution, because in, in today's society, we're taught that these were premised on oppression and tyranny and, and race and class struggle. So the uh, the liberal aspect of our culture has taken into the media, taken into culture, taken into schools, and they've adopted all these godless, they're godless principles because they're not premised on anything other than relative truth, meaning you can... You, are, you, you hear it all the time. People say, it's my truth. It's my truth. And so this is the danger. And, and see, what's happening here is that society is starting to regress. And, and part of this is because of the fact that early in our history, we didn't get the necessary guidance from our spiritual administrators. Caligastia defaulted. Adam and Eve were tainted. I mean, all I have to say is this. I mean, the Son of Man showed up, and what did he do? What What did we do with him? That's how dark, and that's why I've avoided this con, uh, this conversation for a long time, because it's so dark when you think about how things have become. I mean, you look at the Western, Occidental West, and man, we have everything we could possibly, unlimited oil, we don't have to worry about, you know, food, everything is perfect and it wasn't good enough and now we're fighting amongst each other we've lost sight of our goals we have no goals other than how i feel right now at this moment and how you're going to service me um you know on my last podcast when i read about the 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 talents and and jesus the the metaphor you know the parable on the talents you know God gave us a great world. He gave us everything we could possibly ask for. And what are we doing to our house? And this is why I'm a little worried about the culture in America, because if we lose sight of God, then society starts falling apart. In paper 195, I, think I could almost quote it by paragraph. It talks about, you know, a civilization without deity can no longer last than a solar system without gravity. The concept of deity and all the things that are involved in, in that concept are what hold people together. Puts them on a quest. Gives them a purpose. I am, therefore you, I am perfect, therefore you be perfect. Perfection is, is never quite attained in this state, but we have to work for it. We work toward it. And we do it by how we treat each other. And so all the narcissism in our society well, it's all about me, it's all about my feelings, how I feel, who I am. That's been perpetuated in our culture. And they do it very manipulatively. When they use words like empowerment, you know, you are empowered, women are empowered, the power of she, I just saw a commercial, the power of she. Why is it the power of she? Why isn't it the power of us? How about the power of we? 
W-E. So, in a nutshell, and I might, might go into it a little further, I encourage you to read paper 53, 52. You'll learn a lot. It's an important thing, and it had an impact on our society. We're still fighting amongst ourselves. We're still fighting amongst ourselves. We should be past the war stage, and here we are. Now, I'm not saying that's directly attributed to Lucifer, but the moral beacon of the West is being dampened by our obsession with immediate needs. And I, I, I just, I think it's important for us to recognize that liberty can be both beneficial to society and suicidal. And sometimes you can give a kid too much rope and they'll hang themselves. You give a kid a car who's 14, he's going to crash that car. So humanity right now, if I were to say, I'd say we have the collective equivalent maturity level of a 15-year-old kid. And we're acting that way. And that's why things are happening. Everything is on emotion. Everything is on feelings. Uh, and everything is on relative truth. There is no truth. I am free to pick my own truth. I am free to pick my own path. And that's what Lucifer did. And he threw an entire system of worlds into complete disarray. And we're still picking up the pieces, even at this present day. And that's our discussion this time up on the Lucifer Rebellion. I hope you enjoyed it. If you've got a question about it, please feel free to email me. My email is urantiabookradio at gmail.com. And I always look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, God bless. God bless.